British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFG and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's show, we will discuss the latest positive British manufacturing news from the last seven days and introduce a special guest, who is Michael Gibbs, Managing Director of Leicestershire Heavy Springs. But before we do, let's have a little bit of a chat about Factory Now. The Factory Now initiative has been launched to help British manufacturing sector boost sales, collaborate and reshore. News stories and articles from members are constantly added to the site. For this week, for example, Factory Now member Catax has secured more than £600,000 worth of R&D tax breaks for Telford-based Aviram. More on this can be found at mtdmfg.com forward slash Factory Now. Stuart, welcome to the podcast. It's going to be another good one by the looks of things. Absolutely. Yeah, good mix today, Joe. We've got motorbikes, cars, aerospace, um, packaging, even shipbuilding. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, quite. It's, uh, let's get on with it. Um, Triumph, obviously we all know of Triumph, but we should do. They're expanding their production facility, aren't they? Yes, they are set to more than triple the number of motorcycles it builds in the UK. British Manufacturing is investing in new facilities, creating new jobs at its Hinkley headquarters to support the ramp-up in production. The new facility will be able to assemble bikes from across Triumph's range, with production targeted at the British and European markets. Um, and this investment comes a couple of years after Britain's biggest bike maker reduced its domestic output by 3,000 from 7,500 to 4,500. So, you know, great boost for the firm's aims of maintaining its production base in the UK. When running at full capacity, fifteen to 20,000 motorcycles a year will be built at Leicestershire site. Vauxhall, um, they're set to expand the Ellesmere Port site in Cheshire. Yeah, they, they've submitted plans to build a new facility at its Ellesmere Port plant. The car maker, which employs more than 1,000 people at the, the factory, describes the proposed building as a purpose-built European facility for the distribution of its vehicle parts. And as we recorded on um, the podcast last year, the Stellantis, the parent company of Vauxhall, re- you know, announced a £100 million um, investment programme to convert the site into Europe's first dedicated electric vehicle plant, which ended years of uncertainty over the future of the factory. Production of the Astra ceases in April as Vauxhall makes a transition to manufacturing electric vans. Yeah, staying on an automotive theme, uh, Aston Martin, they're on the show from time to time, uh, but British Vault, they seem to be on all the time, and they've got, they've got a collaboration at the moment. Yeah, this follows um, British Vault's collaboration with Lotus that we covered in the um, podcast a couple of weeks ago. So Aston Martin is continuing its journey to electrification with an agreement to develop bespoke high-performance battery cell technology with British Vault. The collaboration, formalised in a memorandum of understanding, will further support Aston Martin's plans to launch its first battery electric vehicle in 2025. A joint R&D uh, team from Aston Martin and British Bolt will design, develop and industrialise battery packs, including bespoke modules and a battery management system. And as we, um, we covered, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago, Aston Martin recently announced plans to create more than 100 jobs at its plant in St. Athens. And British Vault, as we all know, is building a new multi-billion pound factory in Northumberland. Yep, good collaboration, I'm sure. Uh, the next one, GS Yazda, the beginning construction of a new headquarters and distribution centre here in the UK. 
Yeah. Uh, good in, good investment news. So the Japanese-owned battery manufacturer has broken ground on a 178,000 square foot purpose-built facility in Swindon, Wiltshire. The new site will stop batteries and accessories to service all the firm's many markets, including automotive, motorcycle and, and industrial applications, for which it is the UK market leader. We'll have approximately 23,000 pallet spaces and stock hundreds of thousands of batteries as supply into the UK and European markets. Site build is scheduled to be completed by the end of the year and the facilities is expected to be fully operational by, uh, by next summer. Okay, we'll take a brief pause on this week's Positive UK Manufacturing News and introduce this week's guest, who is Michael Gibbs, the Managing Director of Leisure Falls Heavy Springs. Michael, thanks for joining us. Hi, morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, just before we, 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 we get on with formalities, we'd like to learn a little bit about you. So, you know, what's your current role and responsibilities in your career to date? So, I'm the Managing Director of a company called Leisure Force Heavy Springs UK in Cornwall. Um, I originally trained as a mechanical engineer from Exeter University, and then I went on to do the um, graduate training scheme at Rolls-Royce up in Bristol, um, which was fantastic, great experience, and, and did a lot of training up there. Um, then thought I was going to sort of continue my career in aerospace engineering and became a, a turbine designer for the Eurofighter, actually. And then um, uh, an opportunity came along for a, uh, a sort of a, like a consultancy, really, a two-year placement for a struggling company down in Cornwall. And that's how I ended up down here. Um, there was a company, really, that needed some help, and I thought, this sounds like a great project. And at, at the same time, I was able to get a, a business degree through Kingston University by doing that project. Um, and that's how I ended up down at uh, Leisure Heavy Springs UK in Cornwall. Yeah, and, and now if, if you can tell us a little bit about the company, about Leisure Force, that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. So Leisure Force AB is a, is a big group. It's um, Swedish, um, ultimately owned by a company called Bear Armour, which is on the Swedish Stock Exchange. Um, we have about 50 sites around the world, both manufacturing and sales. Um, sales of about 300 million euros last year uh, and growing every year. Um, and essentially what brings us all together is, is we manufacture products from wire and strips, so springs, sort of conventional springs as you would know it, um, strip work, press work, um, we also do gas springs. Um, so anything that's really about storing energy and movement, um, yeah, we're involved in it. Morning, Mike. It's Stuart. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Fascinating to hear about your background and involvement with the Eurofighter project. Um, you've obviously recently established a new company and rebranded two factories in Cornwall. Will you just give us some background to this, the reason for this, the associated investment, advantages, and so on and so forth? Yeah, so essentially we um, we were part of the Leisure Force Group, but we were um, part of a, a separate company that was based in Cornwall and in London. And our London office was manufacturing uh, press work predominantly and small wire coiling. And in Cornwall, we do the bigger stuff. So we actually manufacture springs from three millimeters and above. Um, and it kind of was felt that we actually have more affiliation with some of the other sites in Leisure Force, predominantly in Sweden and Finland, who, who do some of the bigger coiling. Um, so the decision was made to demerge the company. Uh, create a separate company down in Cornwall and then uh, create a separate group within the group um, with us and our Swedish and Finnish uh, partners to create a sort of expertise area within the group about heavy coiling. 
And so we then rebranded as Leisure Force Heavy Springs UK. Um, and let's talk that they may then become Leisure Force Heavy Springs in Sweden and Finland. Um, and it kind of draws us all together under the Leisure Force brand. Um, and I think, you know, the Leisure Force brand is quite a strong name in the spring industry. So for us locally, it was, it was a really good move. And it also means we kind of have more affiliation with um, our colleagues in, in Scandinavia. Absolutely. And, and what will actually mean for, for your new factories in Cornwall? Is, is it investment? Will there be new job opportunities created? So we've been really lucky, actually, since Leisure Force bought us in 2007. They've been really good at investing in us in Cornwall. I think they've kind of seen an opportunity where we were. We were in quite a small factory back then. Um, and since then, we've we kind of grew that factory. Then we relocated to another factory. We put an extension on that factory and we realised we'd run out of space again. So we then bought another factory. So we're now based at two sites in Cornwall. Um, and they've really supported us all the way through. They've invested millions in us in, in new equipment. Um, and I think they just, they've just they seen a real opportunity to, to create efficient manufacturing uh, for heavy springs. Um, and we've got further investments coming in this year, about another million pounds being invested this year in more coiling machinery, grinding machinery, heat treatment. Um, so they're, yeah, they're really backing us. And, you know, it's fantastic because we've got ambitious growth uh, kind of goals that we want to achieve. And, and to have that sort of backing financially just means that we can really facilitate what we want to achieve. No, fantastic news. And Cornwall is synonymous with tourism. What does the manufacturing landscape look like in the region? It, you know, I mean, if you if you come to Cornwall, obviously you don't necessarily get hit initially by the fact that it may be a big manufacturing area. It's not like maybe going to the Midlands, but um, you know what? There's there's over a thousand manufacturing companies in Cornwall, and um, a lot of them are a little bit hidden away, uh, doing some really high tech stuff. And it's it's really interesting actually when you get involved in in local companies. I'm part of the Cornwall Manufacturing Group, so we come together on a regular basis and, and kind of look at how we can promote manufacturing in Cornwall and how we can kind of make the landscape better for ourselves and, and do a bit of lobbying with government. And um, it, it's it's really vibrant and it's, it's so, you know, it's higher earning. There's um, you know, better kind of value added, I would say, in manufacturing than maybe in places like tourism. Um, we tend to pay a little bit better. Um, and, you know, we find in Cornwall that when people join us and they've got a lot of potential, um, they stay. You know, we have very, very low turnover of staff because they come in, they realise that the opportunities are there, the company's growing, um, there's good money to be made, and um, yeah, they stay with us. So, you know, Cornwall, Cornwall is really, it's, it's a good place to, to be a manufacturing company, I think. Um, and also, the, you know, the lifestyle down here is, is very nice as well. Absolutely. And, um, and back to Leisurepool, um, are there any case studies, projects that you can share with us to help illustrate to our listeners what you actually do? So I think probably the, the biggest example and one of the, the biggest things that we do is um, aftermarket suspension springs. So this is a big, big part of our business down in Cornwall. Actually, we have one factory that's almost dedicated entirely to this. And um, if, for example, you were to have a, an MOT failure in your car because one of your springs broke, um, chances are that the replacement spring that you put in your car is, is made by us down in Cornwall. We have a, a big market share of this product. Um, and it's it's a it's a real growth market. It's something that we're we're selling throughout the UK, throughout Germany, throughout Scandinavia. Um, and chances are, yeah, that you will probably have a Leisure Force spring in your car if you've ever had a spring break and had to replace it. So that that's that's you know the biggest part of probably what we do. Yeah, that's interesting. If we look at the the market for heavy springs, you know, what type of applications are we likely to see? Oh, clearly, automotive's a big one. You've mentioned a, a good one there, but. 
you know, what, what, where is the market? Where, where would your springs typically go? And what are your new applications and your growth opportunities, I guess? So, I mean, heavy springs are everywhere. I mean, springs are everywhere. You know, they, they really are. You, you can't help but find a spring in your house or wherever you are. Um, but for heavy springs, you know, we're, we're very heavily into the energy market, oil and gas, um, as I said, the motor industry. Um, some agriculture is, is, quite, is quite large at the moment. And I can see, you know, with, with the sort of political landscape as it is at the moment, I can see these kind of markets certainly domestically growing. Um, things like oil and gas, energy, agriculture. You know, I think these are, these are things that in the UK we're going to sort of have to, have to grow and have to sustain. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've done some sort of interesting projects with uh, the new West Ham Stadium up in London. We did some um, tension springs for their canopies that they have put up, their colour-coded canopies. Um, so it's quite nice to sort of see your product in, in the public domain. Um, and other, you know, we've done silly little things like we've, we've done display springs for, for Liberties in London for a Christmas display so they could show off their, their handbags and their sunglasses. Um, so really, you know, the, the product is everywhere. It, it really is. It's, um, it's very, very diverse, the markets that we're in. Yeah, which is a good position to be in, I guess, because maybe if one falls, the other one, the other one rises. But yeah, so yeah. exciting times for Leisure Falls. Uh, what, what are the plans for this year and beyond, both here in the UK and, and export, I guess? So the group company, uh, Leisure Falls AB, is constantly looking for acquisitions around the world. So it's, it's actually set itself a target for um, about three acquisitions a year. Uh, which is which is pretty you know pretty heavy, and I think they'd like to do even more than that. So as a group, it's very ambitious in its growth. Um, and for us in the UK, it, here it's a it's about kind of now amalgamating us as a new company, um, and then we're now on the development of forming this new Heavy Springs group, and really kind of looking for for synergies that we've got within our our group. And um, part of the core focus of uh, Leisure Force AB is to promote products into different markets. Uh, and different types of product, and and the heavy springs is one of the major areas that they want to push. So um, we see that there's huge potential, especially in Europe, for these type of products. Um, and we're now going off to to explore where we can develop those. Um, we've recently just taken on a, a sales agent in Italy, um, and that's tapping into some really really good new markets for us. Um, so yeah, so you know, the, I think the the future is looking very bright actually. Yeah, it, yeah, it sounds like it. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast and, and kind of see that, you know, your story and Leisure Force story seems like an exciting time. So maybe one day we'll come and see you, especially maybe maybe in the summer when it's a bit warmer down there. Oh, you're very welcome to come and join us anytime. As I said, yeah, the summer is always a very nice time. So, yeah, please do come down and see us and see what manufacturing in Cornwall is all about. Stuart, wonderful to have Michael on the podcast. No, brilliant. And uh, what a great story. And um, it's, it's nice to focus on a you know, we, we cover a lot of companies in the Northwest and Yorkshire and the Midlands. Um, great to focus on a company that's based in Cornwall. Yep. If you want to join us on this podcast, please reach out to us, podcast at mtdmfg.com. It'd be wonderful to have you on, whether you're an SME or a large manufacturer. We'd, uh, we'd love to have you on. Uh, we don't get time to cover all the news in this podcast. So go to mtdmfg.com or follow us on Twitter. So let's get back on with the news. Um, the refreshed national shipbuilding strategy has been published by the government. Stu, what can you tell us about this one? Yeah, as I said, the government has launched a refreshed um, strategy to revitalise the UK shipbuilding industry. During a visit to Camel Laird Shipyard on Merseyside, the Prime Minister and Defence Secretary 
set out how the new strategy would level up regions across the UK by supporting high quality jobs, technology development and boosting investment. The £4 billion of government investment will support shipyards and suppliers across the UK and deliver a pipeline of more than 150 new naval and civil vessels over the next 30 years. The funding will reportedly sustain and create tens of thousands of jobs. So um, huge news for, for, for so many of the um, shipyards that um, need new work, basically, across across England, across across Scotland and um, across the UK as, as a whole. Sure, it's very timely indeed. Uh, the Ball Corporation have began uh, construction of a plant not far from our MTD HQ, actually, in Northamptonshire. No, not at all. The American-owned firm's new factory in Kettering will be the UK's largest beverage packaging plant when it opens. Set for completion in January 2023, the site will occupy 56,000 square metres with space to expand production um, at a later date. And this has really been driven by the growth in demand for aluminium cans um, as consumers seek alternatives to single-use plastic, which is, is good. Aluminium cans are currently the world's most wide recycled beverage pa- packaging product with a UK recycling rate of 82%. In its first year, the plant will be producing over 1 billion fully recyclable cans and create around about 200 jobs. And this site will be Ball's third can-making factory in the UK, joining established plants in Milton Keynes and Wakefield. Yeah, and to finish off, we've, you know, we've, had some, we've had some food and beverage, we've had national shipbuilding, we've had automotive, we've had construction. Uh, we're going to finish on some aerospace here. Spirit Aerosystems, they've got some good news. Yeah, absolutely. Spirit Aerosystems in Belfast, formerly Bombardier, has signed a deal uh, for the Spire Wings for a new multi-copter designed for city travel. The East Belfast plant will make the wings for Airbus's City Airbus next-gen um, aircraft. For people less familiar with the uh, concept, City Bus um, next-gen is an all-electric four-seat vertical takeoff and landing multi-copter featuring a wing. Um, it has an 80 kilometer range and a cruise speed of 120 kilometers an hour, making it perfectly suited to zero emission flight operations for a variety of applications in major cities. Um, a marketing uh, speak there from, from the company. Spirit Air Systems will be responsible for de- developing and manufacturing the wings. So, yeah, very good news for uh, Belfast, and uh, can't wait to see this in operation. Yeah, I'd like to see a photo of it actually. It's, I haven't come across this story before, so it'd be yeah. I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see it. Sounds uh, an interesting aircraft. But Stuart, as always, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Big thank you to Michael, uh, our guest for today. But as always, an even bigger thank you goes to you at home for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.